everybody. Welcome to Between the Sheets podcast. We are here yet again. We're here the first and third Friday of every month at 7 p.m. Follow us. I always forget this. Follow us on Facebook, Between the Sheets podcast. Instagram is QTE Brat. Also, we have a website, BetweenTheSheetsPodcast.com. I still need Kim's bio. Um, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. But anyway, um, don't forget, calling, calling, calling. We love to have you. It's like you're joined us at the table. We'd love to hear your insight. Even if you don't agree with us, bring it on. We are really tough bitches. We really are. We really but are. it's all about love, love, love here around the table. Um, call in numbers 323-524-2599. Tony, thank you very much. Tony's running the board. So if, if there's any complaints, I'll give you his email later. Uh, <laughs> and joining us tonight, we have Wendy Nathan, Kim Sanchez, Mara Shane, uh, Rocks. Oh, I th- oh my God, this side is the women with the problematic names. Well, first one has eight of them. So we have Roxanne Rosen. And then we have... Delicious. Delicia. Let me say it. Delicia. No. Delicia. 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 Delicious. Hey, I just want to say thank you all for coming to the L Brunch last Sunday. Uh, Between the Sheets is a media sponsor in conjunction with them. We'll have it every last Sunday of every month at the Doheny Room in WeHo. So please come join us. Most of us will be there or make an appearance. And who wouldn't want their photos with us? Uh, <laughs> we were had some really hot photos that, that last yeah, Sunday. We did. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, we uh, as of a few days ago, we also are the media sponsor for a wonderful event that's happening on October 13th at the Globe Theater. It's the United Second Annual Equality Fashion Show. Uh, if you want tickets, they're still available. Equality Fashion week.com <laughs> you can get your tickets oops um also <laughs> i'm giddy tonight i don't know why <laughs> um also tonight we are also giving away two tickets two comp tickets to this magnificent event courtesy of the I don't even know what to say now. Um, Nick. Nick. Casey. <laughs> I'm like, I'll explain all this in a minute, okay? The hot Nick individual. Casey, this hot person. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Casey sitting to my right. So let's all welcome Nick to the show. Yay. Nick not only is Nick is not only a fashion designer, but he is a transgender activist and has been for quite some time. He's You're okay. Am I? I no, I'm not. I am not okay. Um, I will stop right now. Um, I'm going to, I'm telling you, this is a very complicated thing right now. We have the cuss jar. How the contest will work is Nick will explain, Nick and I will explain the rules. We have dollars. If we screw up, then more money will go in the cuss jar. At the end of the night, I'm not going to count it on, I will count how much money is on air. Then go to the Between the Sheets podcast page. So if you haven't joined the page and you think you got it right, you're shit out of luck because you're not going to win. So you need to join the page and then I will connect you with Nick and then you'll get your tickets. So the cuss jar is now not a cuss jar tonight. It is a pronoun jar. Uh Uh-oh. Yes. And pronouns. Um, used to be, you know, him, her, they, them. I mean, they still are. But when speaking to 
Oh, I'll just let you take it. Go. <laughs> <laughs> take it away, Nick. I'm not even going to dig myself any deeper. All right. So first of all, I use a pronoun jar because everywhere I go, people misgender me all the time. And so Which pronoun? Say it again. He'll so explain. I, I utilize the pronoun they and them. It's a singular they, they and them. And if, if I already know, you're all thinking, oh, that's grammatically incorrect. It's actually not. So it actually goes back to Shakespearean times. The singular they has been used for a very, very long time. But in modern society, we just don't practice it. But if you think about, like, you know, if you were, like, when you were a kid, if uh, your mom told you to order pizza, your parent, whomever, said, like, hey, let's order pizza for dinner. And you call to order. And then the person you're talking to responds to you, and then you take the order, and then let's say your parents like, oh, what, what did they say? It was very natural for them to use the word they, because they just didn't know who I you see. would talk to, right? So that's how I tell people, like, think about that when you, when you meet anybody. You should have that same response, right? Because you mm -hmm. shouldn't make an assumption about a person's gender just by looking at mm -hmm. them, right? Because it's, you don't know how they identify. So that's why I always use they for myself because I feel like I embrace all sides of different genders. Mm -hmm. So I'm very, very fluid. And I think that living so much of my life uh, as a, you know, born in the body that I was born in, I learned to embrace my feminine side. Mm -hmm. And now that I've transitioned and can be my truly authentic self, it doesn't mean that, that all of that just gets thrown away. So like I, I own that and I feel very proud of it. So that's why I, I choose to identify that way. But if you mess up my pronoun tonight, you put a dollar in that jar and that goes to charity. Said I am in trouble. I am in shit I, trouble Dan, too. I, I, you, you need some get, of my twenties. I know. I, I, Dan's already broke. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know it. I'm sitting there going because I was explaining to Nick. I think I'm just gonna call Nick hey, Nick and just be safe here. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I know Nick, yeah. and we're friends for years. And so for for me, Nick used to tell me you were okay with he or she or they. Is that right. no longer it? Okay. Well, well that was a very long time ago. ago. That was a long time. That, that was, was in June. That was a long time ago. I never said that. Okay. I've been using they for at least four years. So that was tequila in June. That, yeah, right. <laughs> I stand correct. Yeah. Tequila so in June. I said that like I don't necessarily. I think maybe you misunderstood the pronoun versus my identity. You know what? She doesn't even need. Maybe I I'm just gonna let what, you know. This is, is the one with the chakras. She thinks the anus <laughs> is part of the chakra. Yeah. So I could understand <laughs> her getting her <laughs> pronouns mistaken. Nick Mars never living that down. The, I never. Love Nick, so it's, he's not gonna get. Offended. No, no, they, no, no, they, no. They, you owe a dollar. <laughs> so, so, Nick, Nick you I just love said, how you just said that. Um, it was, you might, might have been confused with the, your identity mm -hmm. versus yes. your pronoun. Your pronouns. Right. Yes. Can you okay, explain right. farther, yes. please? Yeah, can you explain like, further? Yeah, can you explain? So, I, I, I identify <laughs> as a gender non-conforming, gender X, gender non-binary, yeah. masculine presenting individual. So, that's a lot obviously for you to digest right now so the best way to explain that is non-binary means not f being limited to male or female because that's how we identify gender right now in society is it's male or female for you know most of society right but that's incorrect because actually if you look into like a lot of indigenous cultures and like really ancient cultures like there's been many different types of gender mm. but we just never really practiced it in our modern society mm -hmm. so there are words that like in other languages that talk about like the two spirits and like 
all of these different like fluid identities um, that we are not used to. So, so it's not a new idea, but I think that you know when you t- there's identity and then there's expression. Mm. So the way I always explain it is like there's what's in your head, mm-hmm. what's in your heart, and then what's between your legs. Those are three very different things, right? Hmm. So, I think you're right, and I think because we were talking about gender um, identity, and you said he, she, or and an I in my mind translated it to oh, so I I couldn't call Nick he mm. or she. I personally see more of a boy when I look at Nick, so and talk to Nick, but. But uh, Nick and I had a, a brief discussion, so I didn't sound like a total asshole um, before I got on air. <laughs> a lot uh, to me. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> but the thing is, um, Nick actually said historically, historically, Stonewall, which was the catalyst, um, we all think or heard, or I did, that it was a gay guy bar and it was a gay guy who actually started this, but Nick actually said no. So why don't you explain the little history of that, which is the reality of the situation. Right, so obviously back then, you know, all, all of the only ways that you know, homosexuals or, or really want anyone that was not straight could hang out or meet other like-minded people were at bars and, um, and the, the cops would come and raid it. And a lot of times, at that time, like the trans women, were really the the kind of I always say like the protectors of that community, oh. and so mm-hmm. during a lot of these raids, it, it was the, a trans woman, Marsha P. Johnson, who actually threw the first brick, huh? and caused the riot. Wow! And the, so when that. Pride started that movement, it was because she had done that. Mm. You know, um, and and actually, if you really look at the history, there's a lot of documentaries right now on uh, Netflix mm-hmm. that share this story, and you can learn so much about it because in, you really understand that trans people have been at the forefront of every queer movement, and and yet, even to this day, we are still at the bottom of the totem pole mm-hmm. when it comes to like protests that protect our rights. We don't see the rest of that community showing up for us, but we've been at all of everyone else's protests. That is true. Protecting all of your <laughs> rights, you know? So. But the gay community, I feel, I'm, sometimes they're really polarized, like gay men are for gay men, and they don't include lesbians. And I mean, it's just, mm. it's too polarized. We should all be joining in for the same stuff. Exactly. Like, and we have to fight <clears throat> together. And that's part of my problem with the whole labeling thing, is that I feel like if I'm forced to say what my preferred gender pronoun is I'm being forced to put a label on myself and I feel like that's bringing us backwards from what I've been fighting for my whole life which was I don't want a label on me so So how do we what would you like to say because we were talking earlier and you were saying that like you'll be in a meeting or something and they'll just say that to you and you it know? makes me very uncomfortable. What it makes you, me very uncomfortable, and I'll tell you because, what like, makes you uncomfortable. I'm yeah, sorry. It, it asking people asking me what my preferred gender pronoun mm-hmm. is, and it makes me uncomfortable. I, maybe it's because I don't know what it is, but I think it makes me uncomfortable because it's not. Who that, the hell asked that question? A lot of people no, do. But a lot of people I think do. that's a lot of people do. Because yeah. I think that's but very no one asked me that question. question. No, me either. So, no. but I most organizations ask that question. If you're, yeah, a lot of organization meetings that I've been in, it's like say your name and. 
your preferred gender no, pronoun, and yeah, everyone. And if it I makes had me very uncomfortable. Hair, no, you're, now you're stereotyping. But that's because I know that's what they're stereotyping them well, like. Well, actually, they're doing exactly the opposite. They're trying not to stereotype. That's why they're asking. Mm-hmm. They're trying well, to be polite. Yeah, that's yeah. Considerate because by they're calling being mindful. The right for pronoun. example, if yeah, I walked into the room and I was in that meeting, everyone mm-hmm. would assume one, probably one or the other, right? Mm-hmm. But no one would actually be mindful enough to know that I go by they. Mm-hmm. But if they don't ask, they would never know. So I think they just ask everyone now, which I actually think is a mm-hmm. great practice. But I think the point that got brought up earlier by Gayanne was, why can't I just call you Nick? And that's exactly what I say in those meetings is that question makes me very uncomfortable. Just call me Delisha. But look, like, I, I, am I can't even call you, you Delisha. <laughs> 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 I, I, I can't even call you. I wish we lived in a world that would happen. But the thing is that I don't think anyone here, even here while we're talking about this, there's n- it's impossible that anyone here will stop using pronouns. That's correct. I guarantee you, we can play a different game. But do you yeah. think that that would change to anyone? Do you think you that know? that would change if we if we push to stop using the labels versus using the labels, which is kind of but doing? But if we did a non-genderless label like they, like they. Yeah. right? Exactly. Wouldn't that be awesome if that right. was be everyone? Because we were all right? they. We're yes. all they. We're all they. I but I agree with yeah. Kim. I mean, I served on the LA Pride, the, the West Hollywood Pride Board for twelve years. Mm-hmm. And um, there was polarity, even within the board meetings. It was like eight men, two women, and then and I guys, I loved working with that you. Way okay, now. I know it still is, <laughs> but it's like I was the head of entertainment, you know, and and you know, and they like they had a big big budget for like some other area that <clears throat> wasn't going to generate revenue. Entertainment generates a lot of the revenue at Gay Pride, and they were nitpicking. And I swear to God, I really thought it was because I was a woman, and and it's like really. So the conversations at the table because it was so imbalanced. It was let's push the guys' agenda forward, and the three of us were like, but wait, but wait, we're here. You're absolutely right about the transgender community because we they came to us on numerous occasions in our board meetings because there was transgender pride mm-hmm. back in the day. I don't know if they still have it. Yeah, <clears throat> trans pride has grown a lot. Okay, and this is when I think it was first starting or it was right. small in L.A. And they came to the table to ask for support. And they even came and did, you know, a, not a show and tell, but an explanation. A- and they said, we don't feel that L.A. pride is inclusive. Mm-hmm. And they were right. Mm-hmm. And they didn't get, oh, I used they. Was I supposed to? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they were They were absolutely right. So, they, that, so that was that whole incident. And, but it's true. If all of us who are not straight, okay, because it's, you know, It doesn't straight, even matter. That's your sexuality. People, but I would just, but I think Sexuality has but, nothing but to do with on, anything. But, but Nick, I think it starts with true. us first, the ones who aren't straight. When there's so much segmentation and discrimination within our own, mm-hmm. and we're fighting for the same cause, how can we unify to be this one big front exactly. to then be, in, then to be inclusive? Because... If we're still fighting amongst each other and we don't have a clear path supporting each other, why would anybody else want to? They see that break and they attack it. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, but you're also lumping in people who are gender nonconforming okay. as queer people and not all all, right. not all gender nonconforming people are queer. Can you explain that one more time? Sure. So hmm. there is your sexual orientation. There is your identity, your gender identity. And then there, there is your gender expression. And then there's your 
biology, right? So, so if a person, so let's say for me, I'm I'm gender nonconforming, so I use they, but I can also be totally not queer. You know what I mean? Like I, if what if I only liked women? What if I only liked men? Like it doesn't mean that I'm anything, right? Mm-hmm. But I just happen to be queer, and I happen to be trans, right? And but that's different like if I was born if I was cisgendered which means I was born in a body that I identify with Mm -hmm. okay which is like different than transgender right right so then if I was born let's say a man and I liked women but I happen to identify as gender nonconforming you would probably assume I'm straight correct right and that would be (laughs) a label that might be accurate but Personally, for me, I might just not use any label, and I would just say I'm pansexual. I just like everybody, right? Okay. Mm. So it sounds like when you don't use a label, that's like bi. No, never mind. Mm-mm. Well, I think too that I'm confused <laughs> with you. You're confusing me tonight. At that point, we can go back a little bit to the science behind mm-hmm. it too, and because I'm really interested in the medical right now, and I would like, to, I'd be interested to hear what your take is on the fact that. And this still happens, and it's happened forever, and I'm sure you know about it, how babies are born mm-hmm. hermaphrodites or they're born intersex. and, and, and intersex, mm-hmm. and doctors just decide without even telling the parents. Right. And oh, there are a yeah. lot of people out there who uh, don't understand transgender, mm-hmm. and I think if they understood that point, that they yeah. might be able to understand it a little better. So if you could talk a little bit yeah, about that. Yeah, I mean, so I always, I always like use, like, for example, you know, some, some people are born without a pinky. Some people are born without certain parts. Uh, to me, I say I was born without a penis, you know? That's right. As far as, like, intersex people, do you know that actually the, the percentage of intersex people who exist is the same statistic as people who have red hair? Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a mm-hmm. note, and I'm not telling tales out of school. Do you know that Sheena, who has been a panel on here, is intersexed? Mm-hmm. Were you allowed wow. to like out them? No, no, she okay. said, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Nick's going to get you right now. What have we done now? Surprise! Throw all your money in the jar. And I say it because Sheena is a pastor in Hollywood for, they wanted, they it's the, you know, the big, um, LGBT church yeah. that's I forgot the name of it's it they didn't have anyone that was intersex represented to address that and teach mm-hmm. classes so sh- they brought her on so yes I'm not outing her okay <laughs> <laughs> but you know that what I really bad. love was what uh, Gayan and, and Kim said you know back in the days when I was growing up I remember we were all friends you know gays bisexuals uh, lesbians everyone was friends and then somehow when Everyone became adults. It's like, no, I'm only going to, you know, gay man clubs. I'm only going to lesbian clubs. And then there's bisexual. What year were you born? Clubs. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry about no, that. No, 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 seriously. Don't worry no, no, about I, no, that. And, and Do you want to go to what year you were born? <laughs> yeah, I was born in 1963. <laughs> so, but my point is, what year were you born? This is a very important thing. Yeah. And I'm going to explain. Please tell me. Please. <laughs> no dead air. Just okay. say 77. Okay. I came. Okay. That's a whole different thing. Gays were not out. We were in the closet, okay? When you were born, when there were gay clubs, there used to be a red light in the club. That's right. And 
men used to be used to be everybody used to collect. There weren't lesbian bars, there weren't gay men bars. It was the gay bar. Everybody and there was a doorman at the front. Right. And every time that they would see a cop, because the cops would come in and try and fuck it up because it was kind of illegal. Um, why? Who thought? They the guy would flip the red light switch, and everybody was exchanged. So it was male, female, male, female. So it looked like it was a straight bar. Okay. Then my generation came, which is the '80s. We had we were starting to make strides, and then AIDS hit, mm-hmm. and then that became a curse. So we went back in the closet, even for the women. Yeah. Hmm. You know what? Because yeah. nobody knew. Right. What AIDS was. The men were the ones that were dying. Right. But, you know, hey, look, I was out gay, okay? Mm-hmm. I used to go into a guy's bar, and I, who am pretty educated and pretty, very open minded, was very hesitant in drinking a glass because I just didn't know. Yeah. No one knew. And it was the gay yeah. plague. It was the gay, the gay plague. plague. So I was gay, so eventually it'll hit me somehow. Right. So, you know, the, so then we went backwards. And then as they started finding, not cures, but medications that people were responding to, and there wasn't this... Ma- I mean, it was... You don't well, understand. Well, and I think understanding how we got AIDS, too, because we didn't even know that back then. And I remember having fear, like, drinking somebody else's glass, right. too, but we didn't know how it came. And so once that came out, then... And the Reagan... I mean, yeah. the Reagan administration made sure that we were completely blind. Of course. But I think the point the point is that we weren't all friends. That's the basic no. point. Yeah. Like, we weren't all friends. No, because in I'll, my years we were. Maybe because <laughs> they didn't discuss when you're kids who's because they how, don't discuss those things. What, how old were you? You 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 people. I mean, I, we I were think people. in our you generation, people. At my, I mean, it was different because <laughs> we, were all friends. we were past the AIDS crisis. Correct, right? Right. right. We were in this whole other mm-hmm. arena, like in the '90s, where like mm-hmm. there were all of a sudden a lot of lesbian yep. clubs happening. Yep. I was I helping with the promoter. I did the door at a lot of them. Like right. I was friends with everyone. But Nick, I loved everybody. Can you I know? ask you a question? Because when again in the early discussion. Did you say initially you identified as a lesbian or as well, I Because I didn't know how to be otherwise because I couldn't come out and say to everyone, like, I was born a boy or, mm-hmm. or I, sh- I should have been born a boy because I didn't know any trans people at the time. I had no role models. Yeah. Like, I, I went through several suicidal attempts mm-hmm. because I thought I shouldn't have been born in the first place. Mm-hmm. I should. I didn't belong. Nobody wanted me. Like, why am I here? You know, but I spent so many years trying to fit into the lesbian community because I was like, wow, finally, like, I think these are my people, you know, <laughs> like, I, I feel like they should be, you know, and then and I started to meet other women who look like me, who are like masculine presenting, and I was very like a tomboy, and, and I went through several phases, like, in college where I was like, oh, I'm going to try being feminine because, like, maybe that's what I'm, you know, maybe I need to try that to see if I like it, you know, mm. and I didn't, I hated the attention. You know, and so not uh, me and Mara. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like, and I hated that everybody was like, "Are you in love? Like, have you, do you have a boyfriend?" And I was like, "No. What does that have to do with anything? Like, mm-hmm. why can't I just try to like look pretty if I want to? You know?" Right. And so, yeah, and then I, I finally realized that like, you know, I felt most comfortable being masculine, and I started to meet other women who were masculine presenting. I was like, "Oh, maybe I'm just like a really butch lesbian," you know. Mm-hmm. And I was that for a very long time. But I think at the end of the day. It's not like, oh, I could choose to be this or I could choose to be that. What I realized is like, as a butch lesbian, I was so much more aggressive. 
because I was so insecure and like uncomfortable in my body. Mm. You, you have to like puff up a little bit more to be mm. more masculine. But then you're also trying to hide your boobs, you know? <laughs> I mean, there's so many things that you're just so uncomfortable about yeah. that I think you try to protect yourself. And I think that's why there, there becomes like this discourse in people mm. because if everyone's uncomfortable and not authentic, mm-hmm they're all gonna be really defensive. Right. And, and because do you problems. think that it's the most, the single most misunderstood group of people? I mean, I yeah, can't, yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I can't imagine so. what that must be like to not understand what's happening to you. Right. Yeah. 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 Kim and I were at an Outfest movie a couple of weeks ago and they it was about, um, a lot of short films about transgender mm-hmm. and um, the main movie, I mean, it says 40% tra- of transgender attempt or mm-hmm. commit suicide. Yeah. yeah. Oh and it just, it's Huge. just sad because yeah. they're not understood and they feel that. like they weren't born in the right body and, and they're just, they're very sad. Mm-hmm. And then people are mean to them. Adults are mean to them. Kids their own age are mean mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. And it's just, it's even very gay sad. Even gay people are mean. Even yeah. gay people because yeah. they don't yeah. get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah because yeah. people don't get it. But yeah. it's like even, I mean, I work at a large entertainment company mm-hmm. and the beginning of last season, GLAD came in because GLAD has a certain, um, I think, area that addresses the transgender issues because they want to push out positive, um, not enforcement, but positive imagery for the transgender community. Visibility, Visibility. So they came and all of us were in this thing, in this big auditorium, and they went through the, the whole pronoun thing how about scripts how they should be written i mean it was fascinating i mean it was fascinating obviously i paid attention but it was a lot to absorb and in my field what i do i don't have i'm not a script writer or anything like that but it was just really fascinating that 40 minute discussion or presentation that he had was really eye-opening because i'm thinking i'm a lesbian i've been a lesbian for my whole life I'm going to get this. I, I mean, I didn't get it. I didn't get things. it. Because, you know, I'm from the thing is, okay, because I'm from the thing. I don't I didn't choose to be gay. I'm of the belief that I was born gay. I, I, and I know there's dispute in the community. It's like, I didn't choose to be gay. I am gay. I've known I've been gay for years. Had crushes on my teachers and stuff. Female. You know, never wanted a boyfriend. Liked my best friend. You know, what I mean, <laughs> so all the signs were just screaming at me. But again, that's for me, and it was hard back then. But it was an easier transition than what the transgender community is going through. Right. Yeah. So, so if I can clarify one more, like step further, is like so. For example, when you say you've known that you were a lesbian, you were born a lesbian. That's who you are, right? So for me. I think sometimes people misconstrue the fact that like it took me a while to come out as trans, that like I was a lesbian and now I'm not. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that what I want to clarify is that I've always been trans. Mm-hmm. I was born trans. And whether I had surgery or not, it still means I am trans because I was born in the body that I did not identify with, right? Correct. Mm. So, so when I finally came out to be able to say like actually, you know, this is me. It was just that it took me a while to figure out because I didn't have role models. I didn't have someone that told me like that's an option. You know, right, right. So right. now when I see kids who are born and like young, younger generation who have parents who are like very supportive and give them the option of like, wow, you you this is how you identify. How can we help you and like mm-hmm. get them on hormone blockers early on? 
And I think about that all the time, and I think, man, like if I had that, how different my life would have been, you know? Now, yeah. speaking of parents being supportive, <clears throat> when you came out to your parents, because I'm assuming you at some point came out to them. Yeah. No, my mom's all like, what? What's oh, happening? Yeah, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> um, hi, mom. Uh, but, I mean, were they, because if I'm, if I'm correct, you, you have initially identified as a lesbian. So when you came out, you came out as a lesbian? I labeled myself. Labeled as a, yourself yes. as a lesbian? It doesn't mean I identified with it, but I labeled it myself because that's what I thought was closest to my identity. And how did that go? Uh, when I came out to my mom, she was pretty cool. Like she was like, actually, I have a secret too, and like kind of blew me away. I was like, you just stole my thunder. Uh, so, so it was very anticlimactic because I was like so nervous and holding <laughs> it in for so long, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna finally tell her on this road trip, and then she was like, oh no, she trumped you. Yeah, and I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. But I guess in a way, it was, it just made it like, okay, well, next topic, you know. So yeah. then, and so then when you. <clears throat> knew you were transgender mm. was that another discussion when i've always known i was well, trans, you, but yeah you, but when i came out, out like when i when i realized that i needed to be public and like voice myself and be authentic and live an authentic life that that was like the one last thing that needed to be done um i was i, I planned my surgery and uh <laughs> planned my surgery and i didn't tell my mom about it until one week before the surgery and we were on the phone because I don't get to see her very often. And I was like, "Oh, by the way, I'm gonna have surgery next week, and you know, I'm gonna have a double mastectomy, blah blah blah, and a hysterectomy." And she was literally like, "What?" You know, mm -hmm. like she was, but she caught herself. Like she did the typical like Asian, like "Ah yeah," you know. <laughs> and then she was like, and then she caught herself. She was like. Are you sure? And I was like, I've thought about this my whole yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> I am fucking sure. I mean, I didn't use fucking with, you know, it was in Chinese, but I was like, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, this is not like something you just choose to do lightly. Like, it's a massive surgery with a lot of pain and preparation. Like, I don't wish it upon anybody because it is literally the most painful thing I've ever experienced. Wow, boy. Probably minus people who actually give birth. You, know, you did the, both surgeries at the same time? No, I, oh. I spaced them like a month apart so I could have time to heal with one before the other. But still, that that's still, really I was gonna, that's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I left my job and I still, I had insurance, so I was like, I'm going to do all this now while I still have that's insurance. That's true, okay. Yeah. And I just so. want to add, like, I love how you had an, an easy coming out oh in, i did like, not oh you well i'm sorry not coming out in easy identification you knew since you were a kid that you were gay well i didn't because the choices were for me at the time i was i i liked women so what could i be i didn't like men so therefore i wasn't bisexual although my mother used told all her friends i was bisexual yeah. um <laughs> every single one of them um so i knew i didn't like men so that took the label of bisexual out of it I, I mean, if I like both, I didn't only like men, so straight was out. So that just left lesbian because lesbians like women. So that must be how I was. I mean, I just made the shit up. I didn't yeah, know. You We're see, talking. when I was a kid, though, I went to Christian school. Okay, I went to Catholic there, school. There, there was no teaching of gay, straight, bisexual. I had no idea 
what the word bisexual was. I had no idea what I, the word gay was. I don't think they was. teach that in school. <laughs> no, I think they do now. I think they do now. Of course, they have to. So, not when so, I was in school. It was like sex really? ed, straight, right. hetero. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, they still do. Oh, by so, the way, in missionary position only. Yeah. Catholic yeah. school. Ne Catholic school <laughs> never taught sex education. Where I learned about gays and the 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 fringe okay because the fringe because there was transvestites and they, i mean there was was because i was 13 years old and i was clubbing i went to the clubs in new york i went to studio 54 i went to limelight and i have to say the 80s in new york was the most amazing education of love because it wasn't a gay bar it was just a club and straight gay by trans anybody and you saw it in front of you and it just became well, and the norm. Everyone, I wish we could get back knows to that. that. The wildest ones are the Catholic girls. Yeah. Right. Everyone that's knows this. That's true. But it's like you had that though but not everyone does. Like I grew up in a small town and mm. and let me tell you there I, I don't think there was anyone gay in my town. I don't think there's well, anyone. No, 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 so it's like for me it, it, it was it was very hard. It's like well I don't know what I am and sometimes it does take someone a little later in life to figure things out. Yeah. Um, but, but I think that's very akin to transgender too, because you're sitting there going, "I don't quite know what I am. Mm -hmm. Where do I fit?" Well, right. I knew like when I was in first or second grade, I had a best friend, and we were both like little tomboys, mm -hmm. and I didn't really understand. Like I didn't understood. I guess. Uh, sorry, English is like my third language, so sometimes. It's I okay, mess pronouns has obviously become my fifth. We're all missing pronouns tonight. Don't worry about it. Not using anything. You would like walk home from school every day and there was this really cute blonde girl that would walk with us and I remember being like, you know, so and so sitting on a tree. K I S She got so mad at me. Why? She was like so mad and walked off and I was like, What? Like why? you know? And that was the first moment I realized that it was not okay for a girl to like a girl. Ah, mm. yes. Yeah. So that oh. taught me that it was not okay for me. And so I was like, okay, I don't like anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody for me. Yeah, nobody, you know. <laughs> and that was my first time of understanding sexuality and understanding, you know, homophobia, I guess, even mm -hmm. though I didn't know the word homophobia at the time. Right. But that kind of stood in my brain for a very, very long time. And every time I would see, like, a gay couple or something, I would always be like, ooh, you know? I would always be so enamored by it. But then always being pulled away, like, oh, don't look at those people. You know Nick, I mean? where did you grow up? Did you grow up New here? York. Oh, okay. Yeah, I moved to New York when I was seven. So I'm going to stop. Everyone, I know you're watching. I see you watching. I'm sure you guys have questions. 323-524-2599. Please call. If you're transgender, even better. You won't have to wait in line on the phone. No. I also, <laughs> I also think, like... The, the word transgender get used a lot mm -hmm. and it's okay to just say trans yeah because trans there's oh. exactly yeah trans is i feel like so much more inclusive of the trans experience because not everyone is necessarily transgendered and, and transgender is not like a, a noun you know what i mean it's not like mm -hmm. transgender did this you know it's like someone it's a it's a descriptor but like, but the thing know. is i mean obviously I, a long time ago um you know, there's transvestites. Right. Um, Transsexual. Transsexual. And then there's the word transitioning. Right. Well, which, that's when they're... Right. But see, lots. there's lots of trans... That's why you just that say don't trans. don't transition. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Good point. Exactly. So yeah. you could feel like a boy, but it doesn't mean you're no, going to do anything. The first person I met that was male, no, f- female to male. His name was Billy. It was at Club 22 mm-hmm. in North Hollywood. That's how old I am. Um, <clears throat> it, he was a handsome guy. And he was with this stunning ex-model. And they would always come into the, it was a les, it was technically a lesbian bar. And I remember we were drinking and I was talking to him and his, his, his girlfriend at the time. And he blurted out that he was a male to f- female to male. Mm-hmm. And you had to see my face. I mean, I, I can imagine my face. I'm got, excuse me? Because he was a guy. I mean, mm-hmm. facial hair, everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and then I got drunker, and um, I Uh-oh. said, "So, yeah, you know what's coming That's up, awesome. right?" Yeah. I said, "Put a dollar in now." <laughs> I said, "So, um, like, do you have a penis?" Oh, oh no. wrong question. Never supposed to do that. I but was it's so curious. I mean, how? Every, you know what? Then you're reducing. Here's it to the freaking problem. Here's the problem with me. I say things exactly. that people think, and it's not always good. But everyone always gets an answer. So he said, "I do," and then he said, "Come with me." Oh, true story. Lucky you. Went into, and then he, he asked his girlfriend if it was okay. <laughs> Went into the men's restroom. Mm-hmm. which I had never been at that point in a men's <laughs> restroom my whole life. And she's following him. I'm, I'm following him. And like, I'm okay. looking at the, and I'm not, always not understanding why a men's restroom was in a lesbian bar, but just went with it. And I was like, the first time I saw a urinal, I did not know what the hell that was. Couldn't understand why the bartender Dan, was were bringing. were you 13? No. Okay. I was kind I was, as, as open and as I was, I was kind of like a little weird too. Naive. A little sh- naive. I, I didn't know why they were bringing ice into the men's bathroom. I got it now at that point because I went in. Yeah, I what? don't know why they do that. Huh? Anyway. Anyway, we'll proceed. Oh my and he we went <laughs> in the stall and he took and he took down his pants and I was like, I mean, now, okay, mind you, up until that time I'd never saw a real penis just oh on porn. God. So it was pretty fascinating. So then it was it was actually really cool because it was it was educational. It wasn't like I didn't think it was dirty or anything. It was just really educational. And I really appreciated that Billy did this for me. We went back, <coughs> and then he literally then explained his whole life story to me, and explained how it functions, and <coughs> I was completely fascinated. Wait, so how old were you when this happened? Fourteen. Twenty-two. Okay, so. From 22, you've already had this experience, so you cannot sit here and tell me that you're you're ignorant, that you don't know, because you've actually started knowing this way before I even did. I knew it existed, (laughs) but I've... got an education from someone firsthand. I did, but but now I'm old and I'm not going to ask those questions. Um, Stop using that as an excuse. Uh, Hush, I have a caller. (laughs) Hold on, yay, caller. Hi, caller. Welcome to Between the Sheets. I'm Gayanne. What is your name? So my name is Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. How are you? <laughs> She's my I'm Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth. She's my Elizabeth. Did you hear the last show, Elizabeth? She talked so highly yes. about you. You're her BFF. I, I missed it. I was watching the one beforehand. She clicked on the wrong link. Well, she'll, she'll, <laughs> tr- you, yes. you are, you're pretty famous here on Between the Sheets. <laughs> I love you, Elizabeth. I love you too, sweetheart. So do you have a question so, or you just wanted to say hi? 
I want to tell you a story. Oh, okay. I had a beautiful transgender cousin, uh, male to female. I never met her until she was an adult. She was gorgeous. I never thought about what was underneath her clothes. Um, she was a beautiful person. She identified from the time she was two years old as a girl. Oh, wow. Her friends who... I was at her memorial last February. Mm-hmm. Her friends that were, were were born and grown with her knew that she was a girl. She was beautiful. She always was a girl. She was a woman. Lauren Olivia Worsham, born Derek Worsham. Mm-hmm. She struggled. It was hard for her. Her family rejected her. Um, she had behavioral problems. She acted out because of the rejection. She had mental health issues, post-traumatic stress disorder. And no one took the time to see the beautiful person that was inside there. And only one time ever, because we slept in the same bed together. My girlfriend, like like my friend, right? A girl. Mm-hmm. And no difference. And one day she said, oh, my gosh, my thing almost fell out. I said, if it falls out, I'm going to have a heart attack because I don't know you have one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the truth. Because it shouldn't matter. So was, it doesn't. And the other thing I want to say is that... I get on Tanya for this because it's gay this and trans this and this and this and this. And why can't we just be unified as people? Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you sleep with. That's not important to me. Well, obviously Tanya does as long as they don't have an STD. Yeah, of course. And and, and, of course, they're good at making sure they don't. I am. (laughs) Show me that laminated card. But we're, the point of my, my 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 story is is that I feel that she's being disrespected now because her mother has gone back to calling her her male name. Mm. Oh. Mm. oh, since she passed the, on. Yes. Oh, wow. oh that's that's and very. It breaks my heart. Yeah. I heard her call it the other day, and it was like I got stabbed. Yeah. And did you say something for the services? She did both male and female because some people knew her as a male and some people never knew her as a female and I wasn't going to question how her mother wanted to honor her right right but when she called her Derek the other day oh my god my heart broke for Lauren So that's my story. I just wanted to call in and share it. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Well, thank you, Elizabeth, for for calling in. I'm so sorry sorry, for your loss. And thank you for sharing. That's a a nice memorial and honor Mm -hmm. to her. Yes. You know, I wish you guys had been online that I could have sent her to you via phone while she was still alive. She might still be alive. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. And that's why yeah. it's so important for us to be visible and like mm-hmm. to come out and like do whatever I can to be visible and, and, and out and speak up because I I know what it felt like for me as a child not having somebody to, you know, to look up to or like to even just hear out or talk to. So that's why I encourage a lot of people. She couldn't believe. Yeah, she couldn't believe I just loved her unconditionally. 
Mm-hmm. She couldn't believe it. Look, and, Norm, and I did. You know what, Elizabeth? Unfortunately, in life and on this journey, people in general, they don't believe people can love unconditionally because there's always an agenda. And then you take it one step further and then it's even more painful. So I appreciate you and applaud you for loving her unconditionally. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, and Nick, how do you feel? Hello. How do you feel that? Go ahead. The education is happening I mean, slowly. I mean, obviously too slowly. But how do you yeah. feel about the progress? Well, I think in the last two years, it's grown exponentially. And I think a lot of that has to do with media and the fact that there's more and more people that are celebrities that are coming out. Mm-hmm. And that helps a lot. Um, but it's still a minority and it's still underrepresented, you know, and we're still kind of invisible. And that's even why, like, you know, I created Equality Fashion Week, for example, is because in fashion, even though so many of us are at the forefront of, like, creating new designs that help, you know, represent or give us the opportunity to be authentic, and yet where our, our designs are appropriated and, like, it, you know, goes into mainstream culture, and then it's uh, forgotten who where it came from. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. on the, on you know what, Nick, I want to hook you up with my grandson, Matt, because... He's into that kind of clothing, mm-hmm. but he's heterosexual. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, I'm inclusive. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, that's why my brand is all about gender equality. You wear, mm-hmm. Yeah, he believes you should wear whatever makes you comfortable. Exactly. And he says, I'm comfortable in what I want to wear. Exactly. Well, thank you, Elizabeth, Thanks, for calling Elizabeth. in. I thank appreciate you, it. I love yeah. you. Thanks, Please Elizabeth. With, uh, Thanks. With but like the first big transgender, because of course I was bringing it back to me, the big first transgender show was Transparent. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's not really the first one. I yeah. mean, they had on that's the L the first, word. Yeah. The, well, right. the L word. They had uh, Danielle C's character Moira. Moira was no. No Max. 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 Max but yeah. then. Mm-hmm. Okay, Max. Yeah, Danielle. And and I remember that scene with Jenny looking at him. I can't stand Jenny. I'm glad I, she's not oh, coming back. I know. Oh, oh I but thought she was. I no, can't let's stand get, either. Let's get the spot out though. <laughs> so I remember. <laughs> I love you, babe. <laughs> I love you, babe. With Jenny yelling at her going if i wanted to be with a guy i would mm-hmm. i don't accept you and i think that was great of the writers because they're really they're not afraid to go there and and this is again touching on two separate issues it's it's touching on gender versus your sexual preference and uh, this time, L Word's coming out again in December. I think it's December. And they have a trans person on Yes, there. they yeah, do. They yes, person. they do. They probably of caught color. a lot of shit yeah. for not having... Well, it, this was in 2004, so they yeah. were still way ahead of the game. They were right. way ahead. But yeah. now, mm-hmm. coming back in 2020, almost, they know mm-hmm. to incorporate play much more attention, put a lot more attention on the trans issues. Well, you have to. the characters, yeah. Because, look, the me- forget about social media... TV, movies, mm-hmm. that still plays an important role of how people view things Huge. in life. No matter whether it's what we're talking about now, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, or something else. Mm-hmm. It's on the TV. Sorry. Social I engineering. Burped. Oh, I thought you were telling me how great my breasts were. I was going <laughs> to say thank you. Um, they are great, by the way. Stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm bl- you're blushing. I love it. Um, welcome to Between the you. Sheets. Uh, we we try talk about everything. It. We try to do that for everyone. Um, but 
I forgot my thought. <laughs> you were talking, I think you were going to say that, that the, the TV the media, is important. The, yeah, especially if you're in some small town in Oklahoma mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. you don't get to see this culture. Imagine yeah. what like seeing the L word would do for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that then. actually the pivotal pivotal point was when Boys Don't Cry came out. Yes. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. So I'm much, so sad. you know, acknowledgement mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. number one it being a true story and two like mm-hmm. winning so many awards that I think that's probably in my lifetime the first time that I was like, mm-hmm. wow, everyone is aware of this issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that's true. That's yeah. the first so one. Yeah, yeah. But we're, we, you know, we, I I want to bring us back. You had asked a question about intersex, and we never got to discuss it. Yeah, thank you. Because I think it's really important for the people that don't understand the transgendered community or the trans community. Let me correct myself. Um, I think it's really important. Why does that have anything to do with it? It has a minor part to do with it because even though not all intersex people are trans, obviously, but there is an impetus of like why there are some who become end up being trans because the doctor Took assigned the them whatever they wanted yeah. to assign right. and so yeah. that mm-hmm. wasn't authentic to themselves yeah, of and there's a, there's a big push for you know you know doctors not to do that anymore and let mm-hmm. the child actually just decide for themselves like who they are when they grow up you know and, yeah. and parents not making the but choice but then for them. if your cisgender born is the gender you are and they're still, still wrong oh, yeah well that's <laughs> then why then there's no excuse I then. Sweden uh, they no longer assign gender anymore when pe- mm. babies are born because you don't oh. know right and they yeah. shouldn't because they're not yeah. gonna know those damn those Swedes so are amazing yeah. I know they really are and they're beautiful Sweet. and they are absolutely gorgeous they are what Swedes Sweden people from Sweden But I will tell you now, on our California driver's (laughs) license, there's a non-binary option. That's wonderful. But the thing is, there should be. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. I think, what Nick is trying to say and and what I think we're all in agreement of. There shouldn't be labels. Right. There just shouldn't be labels. It should be brown hair, brown eyes. Mm -hmm. I even think weight should be deleted Mm -hmm. from the license. I know. Why is it there? I don't even think hair and eyes should. I mean, for identification, you can change your hair well, but color if they have your picture, all the time. You right. change right. your contacts. Yeah. I mean, I don't think any of that really should matter because at the end of the day, if if it was like locked in, I can understand it. But none of that stuff is locked in. Like all of those things can change. Your weight fluctuates. How free would it be? You know? How free would it be to be? anything you wanted to be and not have a label amazing that would be like amazing wow i believe that in the future that that's the case and in fact they did a study and they said i think by like 2040 or something dead 40 dead 40 percent of all people will be non-binary by then well and they just came out with a barbie that uh yes you know that has a a wig you can put on the short (laughs) hair you can it has a dress and a a pants and whatever so the kids can mix and match yeah bravo they they knew where the money was that's and that awesome. they, <laughs> well, that's the other thing is that it becomes a money making scheme because mm-hmm. now yeah. people are understanding like oh it's like this is a trend and and it's so important for light bulb for, you know folks <laughs> like myself that was a strong to, light bulb. To, to communicate that like we're not a trend this is our life this yes. is our existence right. and let me get this yeah. out because somebody please wrote, like don't yes. think anybody can stop <laughs> you get it out. I only have a thought for like five seconds okay <laughs> that is gone. so let me capitalize squirrel. on the thought yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's me that's here we go and there's nothing shiny to distract me right now. Oh, oh, um, my shirt. The tagline, somebody, oh, oh, somebody, rhinestones on her shirt. Says, can't look over there. The tagline for the Barbie was something like, we are not 
aspirational. Oh God, now I forget the tagline. But we're, <laughs> we don't aim to inspire. We aim to be authentic or something like that. Oh. So, oh. so one girl read that and she's like, "What? What the hell does that mean? You don't aim to inspire. Are you saying trans isn't inspiring? No, they're saying be authentic. Oh. They're saying that when here from my mm -hmm. perspective, when I was a little one and I played with Barbies. So did I. Up until last year. <laughs> <laughs> Up until yesterday. They. Oh my God! You should do Barbie were, jackets. Later. Okay. Yeah. They, they were very irritating to me when I got to be an adult because I looked at them and I'm playing with them having passed puberty or I'm playing with little girls on the floor. We're both all playing Barbies. And I'm looking at this doll like, you bitch, because this doll was thin and tiny yeah. and perfect. So I think the inspirational tagline from Mattel is we're not trying to aim for inspiring. We're trying to aim for realistic or whatever it was. It's about realistic. I get it. Barbie has changed a lot throughout the years with body type and everything, too. So and colors and I always I realize I always bought the Malibu Barbie type, the tan with the blonde hair and the light eyes. Now they're hot. She was hot. And that's what and that's what I am drawn to still like a moth to a flame. Uh, up the, um, I have a question for you. Um, on the study that you were talking about, mm -hmm. did they cite a reason why that why they felt the shift was happening? Because right now, if you if you look at um, most children, they are all starting to use they. They're all saying, "Don't label me. Mm -hmm. Don't bind me into a box." Mm -hmm. And so, just from that study alone like these kids are going to become adults right and mm -hmm. the, they're going to be all non-binary when, yeah. when the Thank millennials you. have children they're going to be very enlightened typically exactly yeah, yeah. so they imagine are. their so generation after that so. yeah, it's, yeah it's on a I mean, I mean one would hope right yeah. hope I mean so. one yeah. would hope and then of course yeah. you know government steps in and you know um, we won't talk yeah, about that. Not you know, I like how Angelina Jolie's uh, daughter, uh, if you want to say, I don't know what to say, John, Child. well, really Shiloh. Yeah, Child. yeah. Shiloh, that Child. Goes by, Shiloh that goes by John. Um, she's completely, you know, embraced that for, uh, the whole family has. And, well, and share with... Um, oh, share with Chaz, yeah. Chaz, yeah. yeah. right. Wait, mm -hmm. here, they're intended to be relatable, not aspirational. That's it. Yes, relatable, relatable not, not aspirational. aspirational. But somebody yeah. took that to mean as, why can't we aspire to be trans, like, what? Right. But that's not how it's meant. Right. Hmm. No. Yeah. Read the pink lines. Well, and <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great that dolls are coming around to aspire people to be who they are. Yeah. And even though they say not aspirational, they, yeah. they are actually encouraging people to be who you are yes. at your core, which, which is amazing, you know, because right. that's going to teach little girls, little boys, little everybody's. But, but OK, wait, know, does she days? still have the big boobs? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, they made her they made her flatter and more round. So oh, okay. a little. Right. But this comes down to a, a really key point that I have always felt, even when I was trying to identify as if I'm gay or bi or whatever, which is that I feel we live in a in a world that sees with genital eyes. Oh, yeah. And no, I don't yeah. feel that they see with heart eyes. And it's not about, yes, I can have a preference. Do I want to sleep with somebody or get involved with a penis or do I not want to? That's fine. But I've also walked the line where I've fallen in love with men because 
I see the person. Right. And I think the the biggest mistake and misconception for the trans world is that it's all about your genitals. Like, mm-hmm. give me a break. It's not about that. It's about your heart and your mind. Well, well I think I that's in our upbringing. Saying, yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't have my first partner until I was 35 years old. Mm-hmm. I was married to a man for 10 years. I had three children. I met her and people were like, oh, you're gay. And I'm like, no, I, I'm not actually, but you're with a woman. I just Happen I love the be. person that person yeah. is right. 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 Yeah. It, she could have had a about. penis. Right. I it wouldn't have mattered. It right. was who that person was, and it didn't matter. Yeah. Or like I know a lot of like women that used to be in the lesbian community. You know, with me when we were all young and partying, and then ended up marrying men and having children, and then like having other people in the community be like, oh yeah, she's straight now. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. No. Like <laughs> I hate she didn't that. just change her identity. She just happened to find somebody else that she wanted to be with. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, that's okay. I, th- I think that's why it's so important what the trans trans community is doing for the rest of the world, honestly, is it's getting the people to get out of that box and stop thinking about, oh you're a man, you're a woman, you have a penis, you have a right. pussy, whatever you want to call it, a yoni, vagina, whatever, yeah. vagina, I don't care. But JJ. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like you know it's getting Snatch. people out of that little box yeah, right. and allowing people to say like oh okay like it, I walked in here I didn't when I looked at you honestly I didn't see a man I didn't see a woman right. I I didn't I just saw you yeah, yeah but you I know? saw and your hair and it's really you. cool <laughs> I know. Everybody, cool. please call in 323-524-2599. We have half an hour. 323-524-2599. You know, we do have the contest. Don't forget. You guys are doing really well I, so We're far. trying. Really so, you know. <laughs> I just keep calling you Thank Nick. You. So, two free tickets to this amazing event, October 13th at the Globe Theater. Maybe I should talk a little bit about it. Why we yeah, just going to say, let's do that. Yeah, so the theme of this year's uh, well, hold know. on. Let me yeah. stop for you first. Okay. Why don't you tell us how it came about? It's the second annual. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was so, so great last year, by the way. Thank so you. much fun. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, as a designer, so I started the first gender-free footwear and accessories company, and um, because I'm just very passionate about gender equality and equity, right? So, so as a designer, I started to do a lot of fashion shows, and so in all of these fashion shows that I would go to, one, there was a lot of you know, cost associated with having to build you know a collection to show first of all mm-hmm. and as a queer entrepreneur uh, entrepreneur who's also like poc you know what's that again person of color oh thank you it is usually uh harder for us to have the resources and the capital to do you know basically we're less privileged mm-hmm. right so it's a little bit more challenging and also we face a lot more obstacles right because of a lot of discrimination so it was it was hard to be able to do a lot of these fashion shows. And if you look at the mainstream fashion shows, they're like just beyond our reach at, mm. at all. Like oh. I could never, Crazy. well, not I don't want to say never because one it'll, day. It'll like, happen. Yeah. One day. But like I just, you know, can't even fathom like how I would get the funds to do that. So what I realized I wanted to do was that I wanted to create a fashion week that allowed queer designers to have a platform to showcase their stuff and shine and have queer models and be inclusive and diverse so that our community can really lift one another and also build mm-hmm. you know, economic development. That's because nice. that really is the only way we're gonna help each other, right? Right. right. If we don't pay each other, we're not gonna get anywhere. We gotta stop asking people to do things for free, mm-hmm. for exposure. And I, I'm guilty of that too, like, cause I'm like, I'm broke, I, I don't know what to do, but at least like I try, like, okay, well let's do a trade then, you know? Mm-hmm. But also honestly, trade doesn't pay your bills. Right. Nope. Right? right, so 
We are all trying to that's do That's why we don't best. live in Oregon, because that's right. how they do things. It's <laughs> yeah. all by trade. Yeah. <laughs> that's so. like Bernie Man or something. <laughs> that's <laughs> all about yeah, that. Yeah. Which is, it's not a bad form, but it's just all like oh, we do is. have bills we have to pay. Your shoes so. are really cool. Thank you very uh, much. Very cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you're, would you explain how the shoe thing? Because. Yeah. So gender equal design for me, you know, and again, it's subjective because it's something I created. But gender uh, equal design is it means that when I developed and I designed the last, which is the shape of the shoe, I took away what was traditionally women's last or men's last because I don't believe in it. So right now when you buy shoes, they're all either men or women. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And they're uncomfortable if you're a woman. Yeah. Yes. They're so right. Because they're yeah. incredible. Like they're, I think it's like a psychological thing where they make men's shoes look big, bigger so that it compensates for something. <laughs> <laughs> and then they make women's shoes look smaller to, because they want women to be petite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So they make everyone's shoes look so tiny. So like, even when you find a company that makes maybe the same style or similar style in a man and a women's version, mm -hmm. I can put on the man's version and be like, okay, cool. Like, it's a little big, you know? Mm -hmm. But then when I'm, I go to the women's size, all of a sudden I'm like, my foot just looks three <laughs> sizes smaller all of a sudden, <laughs> even though I just only went one size down, you know? Yeah. Are and these it's all an optical illusion. Are these shoes custom to the foot? No, because that would cost thousands oh, okay. of dollars. Okay. Yeah, because that mean I would have to build a last for every single person. Well, yeah. What do you do differently if, a, let's say, like a, a woman who presents masculine wanted to wear a masculine shoe? That well, it's all the design. The, it's the style. It's the style. Yeah. So when I design, like my first collection, uh -huh. the styles were more masculine presenting. Mm -hmm. So I don't call them men's shoes. I call them masculine presenting mm -hmm. shoes. That's because right. Traditionally, they look more. Yes, masculine, but Nick, right? if 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 that person wanted to go to the men's department and get a pair of fit her feet into men's shoes, it's not going to be as comfortable at all because it's not actually tailored. men's well, shoes are more comfortable for me. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Traditionally, Pants too. if mm -hmm. you know, if a woman goes to a man's section to buy mm -hmm. shoes. They probably can't find their size. Exactly. Right. You can't, That's I can't find my size. I'm either. either. Four and men. Yeah. Either. The size yeah, so the size is off. So. Oh. But it yeah. depends yeah. on your shoe feet. because what I yeah. will do, I will go to the boys' shoe department. Mm -hmm. Which is horrible, by the way. It is horrible. Yeah. But yeah. I got, I got, uh, I did get a pair of Uggs. Mm -hmm. no, the nor well, those are <laughs> a little easy. Uggs. You can't mess up with Uggs. <laughs> I'm just very... saying, the Uggs, it was like, they were like $75 and it was boys. I'm like, I'm so getting this. Talk about non-gender shoes. Nick is working on a like great can i tell that sure okay yeah, so yeah. nick's doing a high heel type oh, shoe which i oh, really wanted to do which forever. is also gender equal so basically nice. first connection uh, collection was masculine presenting because that's what i like to wear but i'm not a hypocrite and i didn't want to be one so i wanted to design something that was for everyone so I, my second collection was destiny which is to me the destiny of my company which is to design something for everyone mm. so when you look at it literally it's how you looked at me like you look at a pair of those shoes mm. and you'd be like i don't know if they're for a man or woman and i want one day all shoes to be like that mm -hmm. right know? so cool yeah and then finally uh, i'll probably get the heels coming out soon well that's a tricky yeah. one that, it that is it, you know it, it's hard number one to be doing limited you know small productions in the first place mm -hmm. as a queer mm -hmm. designer let alone do something that like Nobody else is really doing you know, <laughs> right. the like picture the I amount of you. costs. Yeah. yeah, but your price point is actually really good for what you do. I know that. I think yeah. so. But I only did that because I know our community is not always, you know, pr you know, 
successful or not successful, financially stable enough mm-hmm. to be able to support the the kind of shoe habits that I, I would want them to have, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, also all of my designs are very, you know, I use fashion as activism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, like, my combat hate boots, which you can see right there on the upper I love left. Them. Yeah, I love so them. Yeah, they're awesome. I, I love them. You know, we're meant to kind of, you know, I know people love Doc Martens, and, and they should, but I wanted to create something unique for me, mm-hmm. and I wanted something that was going to help everybody be able to you know, wear something that they can be proud of and be authentic and not feel like, oh, I'm in men's shoes or women's mm. shoes, or and also really comfortable. So. But I'm going to buy those. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm sitting here. They just came in stock, so they are, they are in stock right now. I love that. Yeah. I do too. Are they so, cushy? They're so far every like literally I've had like four people in the past week because I just shipped it last week. Mm-hmm. I've already had four people, some I know, some I don't know, who have said like literally like they're the most comfortable shoes they've ever Sweet. Wow. That's, wow. I like that's the most important shoes. thing when yeah. it comes to yeah, shoes. Yeah, it's comfortable. Yeah. yeah. See, and I just want some comfortable heels. Right. So that please. would be nice. That's yes. That would be that's so nice. Yeah. I love heels. Comfortable heels. Not so comfortable. Right. Well, I think you know I that's because the heels. The silhouette of a heel is not very healthy for your feet. Absolutely no, not. Yeah. It hurts so heel. bad. The position to put yeah. your body put, in is really bad for your neck. At the end of the night, it's like literally I sit there and I go, I can't wait to get home. I can't wait to yeah. get home. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't wear them. I go yours. into my car, I flip off the shoes, and then my toes are sometimes like numb. Yeah, and they're stuck in position. Yes, and I'm like, stop. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have another handicap. At least you have till the end of the night. I have two hours. Hours. After two hours, I'm like, I gotta go. I don't. Yeah. I can't even do it for 15 minutes. Yeah, I no, no. Can I wear them when oh, I'm sitting? When, you, when we're done, I'm gonna show you my shoes, and you're gonna make fun of me. Uh oh. Why? Because all I wear are heels. Oh, well, that's what people. I love do. women who wear heels. Really? Like, well, that's sexy. Heels. That's hot. I love heels. I love heels. They're but sexy. I'm also they're like just... so used to like every single girl I've ever dated. Like I ended up having to like carry them by the yeah. end. Yeah, and they're bags. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're yeah. persons. And they're bags. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's talk about the event on October. Yeah. 13th. So that's kind of like how you know I started this event was I I always wanted to do it and I realized I couldn't believe that in L. A. there was no queer fashion week here. Considering mm-hmm. how many queer designers there are here, are, is there any in New York or anywhere yeah, else? So in New York, we have uh, obviously the Dapper Q fashion oh, right. show. New York Fashion Week is top notch, one of the best fashion shows I've ever been to, mm. and Anita does an amazing job. Anita from Dapper Q, and then there's Rainbow Fashion Week, you know, um, with Jag, and I was a participant of that, and also great work, you know. But in LA, we didn't have anything, and I just thought that's like weird. that's not acceptable anymore, mm-hmm. you know. And for you. I'm Did the San kind of person Fran? where I just, yeah, I want something, I just do it. Yeah, <laughs> so. good. Yeah. Yeah. San Francisco, you. yeah, they have a they had a queer fashion week, mm-hmm. which I also par- participated in, mm-hmm. but that hasn't happened, um, I think, for the last two years. So hmm. I'm not sure what's happening with that. So is this just is this show just showcasing you or other designers? No, actually, this year I'm not showcasing myself at all. Oh, wonderful! Because okay. I wanted to. Cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, oh. but I, I don't. I don't want to just do it for myself. Like I wanted to do it for the community. So mm-hmm. I thought the best way I could help the community was to really focus on the show and not my own collection. Mm-hmm. And um, and I wanted to use the time that I would have had on stage to actually create a message that was, I think, really important to make. And because the theme is unity this year, because of all the shit that's happening in our world right now, yeah. I really wanted to call out that like, I'm tired of showing up at my protests for my people and not seeing my siblings, mm-hmm. you know? And so I wanted this show to be the 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 cattle the catalyst that brings all of us together. So that's why like I have I have, 
you know, Murray Swamby, I have Michaela Gordon, I have Jasmine Creighton, you know, I've got all of these amazing people, mm-hmm. Rose Garcia, Enoch Miller, you know, Empress of WeHo. I have all these amazing people, and we're gonna have like over 114 models. Wow! Oh, wow! That's wow. all different types of sizes, oh, shapes, that's so color, identities, expressions. Awesome. Okay, that's everybody. Right you know, there. Yeah. like yeah. it's gonna be yeah. the most queer runway you've ever seen, and I don't mean Love queer it. in a sexual orientation way. No, 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 no. I mean queer like it is just like Off a the rainbow. Hook. You know. So you would have yeah. a heavy model in there. Wow. Every, every, yeah. That's we're awesome. very body positive. That's amazing. You know, we have and intersex. Awesome. We have everybody. Like literally everyone. That's one thing Barbie hasn't made. Well, they've <laughs> yeah. tried. They, they've but, had a yeah. chunky Barbie, yeah, but, but not super. Really yeah, chunky. but she wasn't pretty. Yeah, well, you know, it's like really? they made her like chunky. I don't know about that. No, I mean, I, I looked at her. She wasn't very big though, compared. Like, yeah, she was a little bit bigger. Well, in any case, we've got three days of pop ups to help generate sales, hopefully, and mm-hmm. give the public exposure to what we're all about and how talented we are. So we have performers. And Nick, are the pop ups all over the place? No, the pop up is only at the High Art Tattoo Gallery in mm-hmm. Mid City. Okay. We have a, a beautiful courtyard there. We're going to have like 20 something vendors. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, and nice. just, you know, really like I've got nonprofits there for outreach. I've got, you know, business people, designers, musicians, artists, wow. um, tattoo artists as well. And, and that'll be going all weekend? It's going to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the 14th to the 16th okay. from 11 to 6. And I know it's a weekday, but. You know, we live in LA, and I feel like a lot of people don't have like real full-time jobs, yeah. mm-hmm. or like you can come <laughs> or telecommute. Your, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. or come like during your lunch break or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're gonna have like DJs. Um, it's gonna be like uh, Stephanie Rice is gonna be performing, uh, Amanda Black, uh, Katja Lavinia, um, Yell, and Andrew something I forgot his name. <laughs> but in any case, yeah, that we got a lot going on. Um, and then for the fashion show, I'm really excited because. We're gonna have basically like 150 people total that is a part of the show. Wow! Yeah, That's so a big production. Yeah, mm. I mean it's mm. been a huge undertaking, and for me, I'm always like go big or go home. Exactly. You know? So I want it to really make an impact. So this is my best way to do it. Are you gonna have a red carpet? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So are you these vendors that are gonna be part of the show? Are, the pop up. Yeah, uh, uh, the ones in the fashion show. The second, uh-huh. are they shoes and apparel and accessories or like what are what are their? Uh, no, so for this year's fashion show, all the designers, like the presenting designers, mm-hmm. are all uh, mostly clothing or uh, like leather accessories related. Oh, um, and then and leather, for, yeah, <laughs> yes, leather, everyone needs leather. leather in their life. Yeah, yeah. we do. For the pop ups, it's everyone, like all different types of vendors. Yeah. I just so. want to say, last year you had the coolest thing, the the artist or designer that did the tape, uh-huh. and as the model walked down the runway, they added another piece of tape, uh-huh. and it became this amazing garment that oh wow, it, it was so beautiful. That's nice. Yeah. Wow, it was really fun. No, also, I mean, oh, Nick's wearing something really cool here that I love the that yes. I just flipped out over when I first saw it on Nick because I'd never seen one before. You yeah. want? It's my it's my uh, gender free utility holster, 
Look at that. It's beautiful. It's, it's, Thank you. Nice. So you don't have to worry about wearing a saddlebag, not a saddlebag, a fanny pack yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah. Who wears a fanny pack anymore? <laughs> One of my friends did last week. I'm like, what are you doing? It's I'm got a really cool back. I'm too. so yeah. tired of carrying a purse around half Me too. the time. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Hands, like, I'm like, love this. This is gorgeous. Yeah. yeah it's also it's great attractive. for moms, you know, who have babies. That, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Is this your design? Yeah. yeah. And it's is it online? Yeah. Yeah. See the back. Oh. Look at that crisscross on the back. No, it's. Very wow. bondage. Love it. Yeah, yeah. I'd nice. actually like, like some lot. of those spike things for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I wanted to design something because most of the, the holsters that I'd seen were like either super like biker gang-ish yeah. mm -hmm. or like super burning man, yeah. you know? And so oh. I was like, there is nothing out there for me. Mm -hmm. And probably there's a lot of people that feel the same. And mm -hmm. I, I like to dress up in suits and tuxes and also jeans and stuff. And mm -hmm. so I wanted to design something that was versatile. And I like it. I feel like this was a very versatile Plus it's design. It's hard to pickpocket very cool. if your arms really, are like yeah. That's yeah. True. yeah. I have like secret compartments. So and cool. it's very durable. And, mm -hmm. and also the one thing I have not been very good at marketing is the fact that it's like five configurations. So the way I designed yeah. it is like oh. the, it adjusts to any body type, any height, mm -hmm. any you know identity. But also, you can take it apart, and so like you, if you wanted to feel like more feminine one day, you can wear only this side oh. as a purse mm -hmm. and make this longer. I love oh. it, you know. And then wow. you can wear like a messenger cool. bag if you wanted to, you know. Like across the shoulder mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. I don't Do you even have like purses, and I love when it. you buy this because <laughs> I am the worst yeah. person when things come. Like you know the bra that you can wear twelve oh, ways. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> right, the bra the way. I'm sitting here going, and you've, and you've got all this, and you're trying to do I it. And I'm like, those. I can't stand this. It's very confusing. So do you have a direction? <laughs> yeah, oh, I need you to help me with that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't, for the different configurations, I haven't because I haven't even marketed it because uh. I was, like, just trying to get it out to, into the masses to, like, just to wear it as is, you know? Mm -hmm. But now that I've had time and I realize that, like, I have a really unique product mm -hmm. and I should be marketing that. Absolutely. So I'm actually mm -hmm. going to put the shoes kind of on the side now and, you oh, know. Nice. I actually see quite a few people around town wearing your stuff. Yeah, sometimes this. I show up at events and then there's, like, yeah. five of us all wearing it. And I'm yeah. like, let's take yeah. a photo, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Haas so cool. always has hers on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Are you doing um, other colors of leather? Yes, yeah. So this... Um, I think last month I came out with some new colors, so I'm taking pre-orders right now. Yeah. We're in production. Yeah. Are you gonna so do any pink? vegan line? Yes, I've also the been trying line. to source a new um, Ooh. Ooh. material. Mm. Uh, I, I've been looking at um, pineapple leather. Ooh, wow. but That's it crazy. is kind of like really thick, mm. so I don't know that it would feel very good, you mm. know. Um, mm. And also like the durability of non leather but sustainable mm -hmm. and eco-friendly materials tough. is very yeah, hard tough. to find mm -hmm. and also like they're not very durable most of the time so mm. yeah I, it's been really hard and people are always take like oh i'm not trying trying to work yeah. with non-leather it's not that i don't want to it's just that i i anything i want to use i want to make sure that it's ethical and done the right way yeah and that right now a lot of the you know faux leather are actually worse for the environment than actual that's true leather. yeah but easier it's plastic animals. Yeah, but they're easier on yeah, the animals. Yeah, but you eat the animals. What? Well, well, I don't. Let's, let's I mean, it's the animals, well, yeah, but, but it's the plastic, do, you know but it's yeah. just not wasteful. It's, you know, look, we should just not eat anything. And this, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, I we shouldn't eat don't. anything, shouldn't wear anything, yeah. just walk around nude. <laughs> That'd be awesome, <laughs> I, I, was yeah. 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 I already did that over in Ibiza. You know, so. That is yeah. not an incentive <laughs> no. to lose 40 pounds. For me, I don't know what is. <laughs>
that just perked me right up. I'm like, make it all the time. Yeah. You're a hippie. I love it. I love that you're our, our, our hippie, our resident hippie. Yeah. Peace. In Ibiza, that's how it is. It's that you, you go. Have you on, been there? Yes. Yeah, so you just go on the beaches and everyone's nude. And it doesn't matter what, but it's the Europeans. what body shape you have. Right. It's everyone's body shape. But and it's, it's okay. But that's okay. Europe it. and every other freaking country right. except this country, mm. there isn't this horrible thing about you know it's this puritanism puritanical ideology of cuss words fuck 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 um cuss words but like not nipples nipples you know free the nipple yeah it's yeah, not free the, the nipple. guys get to you know parade around theirs and some guys right. have bigger boobs than i and do and i just okay. have to tell you i do That's sometimes and it's not because i'm gay i mean what if a guy's honestly if a guy's got a hot body Take off your shirt. I right. love those little things. Exactly. So I, can, I. I can always admire. Oh my god, that yeah. one. I always eight admire. Pack. <coughs> eight pack. Yeah. Oh, and you know what I love I'm on guys? Say, too? I have, okay. I you know what my favorite part on guys? <laughs> you know oh, the V. That that, that the yeah, one you see. The, the oh my god! How can sexy. Can we talk, Jillian okay, Michaels? Yeah, Ooh, but we can't. She's got that. Yeah, girls have it. We can't blame men. We can't blame men now. We're gonna say that about guys. We can't blame men for like wanting that perfect female body. No, I mean I'm just. Saying, I think that's beautiful. Just like yeah. I, th I, hey, look, I admire any beautiful woman's body, but I also, you know, have learned, have learned to love my own body. Right. Yeah. I, you know, uh, there was a woman, a uh, goddess, Shama. Um, she passed away. She was a oh. goddess part. She, um, she would always rag on me, always, because I would say I'm fat, I'm this, I'm that, mm. and she said, and she wasn't. Thin. She had just normal. We're normal women around this table. And she would say, go in the mirror every day, naked, naked, and love look yourself. at yourself and learn to love yourself That's and right. what you I, have. I'm One step further, if you could say, I love you to yourself while you're naked in the mirror. That's huge. You know what I do? I mean, now, I mean, I, I didn't really, I did some of that, but, you know, I've lost some weight, so I feel better about yeah. myself. So now, and I've got a full-length mirror, and I'm, I don't look at it as much as I can. <laughs> like this. I'm like, oh, yeah. God, you know. Um, but. You know, when I have come out of the shower sometimes and stuff, I now am at the point, maybe it is just being 55, 50, going on 56 in December. I look at my body and, and I say, they go, you know, this is what I would, this is what I have. Mm -hmm. This is me. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of cellulite. Yeah, there's a little bit of this. There's a little bit of that. But it's who I am. Mm -hmm. So I need to embrace it. Mm -hmm. Because if I think I'm beautiful, then people will see that in me and feel the same way yeah, and if you don't like if you absolutely can't stand your reflection then start changing it this is what i do i have a question though i think mm. what what really bothers me is that first of all we are taking what society has ingrained in us as and, ideal. and using that as what we think is beautiful that's mm -hmm. right right and that's that right. i think as long as you're healthy mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what your body looks like oh my right? gosh i'm sorry but I just have to make a point to that. So I just dropped like 80 pounds because of Crohn's and I was so right. sick. Mm -hmm. And one of the most frustrating things, mm -hmm. I wanted to just kill people because everybody would see me and be like, you well, look fantastic. Yeah. And I'd be like, I am the sickest that Person. I have ever been in my right. life. I want to punch you in the face right, right now because <laughs> exactly. you're not seeing me. Right. Yeah. You're mm -hmm. seeing what society thinks looks good. Yeah. And yeah. my own brother kept doing it over and over. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, malnourishment is not equal right. a good thing, exactly. you know? Well, 
Well, it's yeah. like going up to an anorexic and saying, you look fabulous. Exactly. And it's like, yeah. you're so skinny. How wonderful. Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. really? But, but even know, when you, sorry. No, yeah, you. No, you first. No, you. Ladies first. Okay. <laughs> See, I like that pronoun on me. I'm okay with that. I know. Laura's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'll go. Um, I feel that the fat shaming, body shaming mm-hmm. shit out there is so prevalent and it's mm-hmm. just so awful. Um, I was raised where my dad, God bless him, I love my dad, but he has ideals of, you know, thin women and... So I've got a lot of issues that I have to um, talk out in therapy and also take action on. And I just feel that it's nice sometimes to see people. I don't know how some women that are just who they are, are happy with just who they, like what they look like if they're not really skinny. You know, that's it's really cool to see that. I just I have just been born and raised here and that's just not it wasn't acceptable. But you don't have to stay there. That's right. Right. You, that's why I'm taking action to change. Because but Mara, I don't starve myself. But you don't. But you don't. But ha- take action in your head. Head to right. Yeah. Exactly. Because you don't need to change who you are. You're a beautiful, you're beautiful. person. Exactly. In, okay. Oh. oh. Then Thank your you. problem is beyond the physical. What you see in the mirror. It is. Yeah. I, I I really do see big flaws on me that I'm trying to work out and diet and and get where I want to be. And do others besides your father? Have uh, point out your flaws. Some people have, but you know. Wait. So wait. You are you saying that you think your flaws are physical? Uh, well, and of course, not only physical, but yes, definitely physical and emotional and all the other realms. But mm-hmm. definitely physical. So, oh, you know. Wow. Hold on. <laughs> We're all like tongue tied. Yeah, tongue tied. I'm good. Like to this tell beautiful you. woman sitting yeah. next to me right. thinks that she's not beautiful. You're gorgeous. I don't understand. Some good selfies of my face sometimes, which is well, maybe more than sometimes. <laughs> is it's good though because I love my face, daily? but the rest of me, no, I do not I'm do kidding. daily ones. <laughs> the rest of me is like, eh. but Mara, so, I don't know you that well, but mm-hmm. what I know of you, you're a beautiful, beautiful person, oh, both thanks. inside and out. And I think the like that really shines through, and you really need to. Own Look it. at your own it, well, yeah. That's great. And, I, mean, you, and I tell I you that. People, and I tell okay. you, you're beautiful inside and out. All right, and I'm going to tell you something. This is stop, a Mara show. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Are you just fishing for compliments? No, no, she's not. No, no, this not is really. the sad part. Not. It's yeah. not. I, I wish she was, because then I'd call her <laughs> that word. Yeah, the N word. We do not talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. You know, it really. Um, I mean, I'm kind of shocked. I mean, I. I I don't know what to say to you because you are beautiful. You're beautiful. Thank you. And it actually breaks my heart um, that you're saying that about yourself. Oh, okay. Um, because I mean, we've all had body images, mm-hmm. image issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I used to say I was ugly for years. Okay. Um, I think I've gotten better. I don't even think my looks have changed. That I've gotten better if I since I've gotten older. I think I'm just accepting what I have and seeing the beauty in that, and and, and that's what makes me me. Yes, I wish that, uh, well, I need to work on being comfortable with all the other qualities that I have that make me me and not harping so much on that, like what people like looking a certain way. And I think that even like trans, it's all image, it's not all image, but the outside reflection can get. You know, psychologically 
people care a lot about what they perceive on mm-hmm. the exterior. Thank you. Right, and That's I think I mean. that we all need to not let that dictate how we feel exactly. about ourselves. Exactly. Right? We <coughs> have to love ourselves first. And I and, it and takes trust me, Nick. Thank I was you very I, much. I was a fat kid. Well, actually, I was a really skinny kid when I was in Hong Kong, and then when I moved to New York. Because all of a sudden I was li- living with my next door neighbor and they were German Italian and they just let They're me like eat pizza. whatever. Yeah. Pasta. So all of a sudden, like my mom came back and was like, "What happened to you?" <laughs> and for years and years and years, I became I was fat, fatter, 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 and like when I think most kids. Also, I was one of those kids with a lot of trauma, and I think I've been reading the, uh, the Deepest Well, mm. and I think it's teaching me to recognize that while other kids who have maybe healthier childhoods got to go out and play uh, and grow and let their bodies develop, you know, in, in a healthier way. Uh, mine was just going wider because I was like holding on to all of these things yes. and trying to just survive, try not to get bullied or become the bully and then hating myself for it and like all of these different things that did not allow my body to grow and develop the way it should have. But, and mm-hmm. it took me years to come to the realization of like looking in the mirror and be like, you know, if I can start living my most authentic self, then I can love myself fully. And that's how, that's the only way someone else is going to love me fully. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's this true. is the lesson, isn't it? Because <clears throat> even with the trans, uh, like looking at the trans community, whatever, it's still eyes perceiving. And mm-hmm. so I think whether it's just what we're, it's like the outside world looking at you and where you feel it's expression. Mm-hmm. The thing is, if we could just get to a place within ourselves that it doesn't matter what if people judgment yeah what they think what they think if we could just be whole Mm -hmm. inside Mm -hmm. and it's all about self-love and acceptance and knowing who you are being your authentic self if that's who you are you present that and you know what the people who are gonna love you are gonna be with you. The people who are gonna judge you, you don't wanna fucking have them around anymore. Right. I know. That's true. And I think it makes, actually helps me understand you much more now. Mm. Because I, I find like, you know, I'm learning as I get older, like, and being around so many people, like, the most judgmental people are the ones who are actually the most judgmental about themselves. Ooh, mm-hmm. Nick no. thinks I'm judging. And <laughs> no, but I think, you know, it, I but, am. But here's the thing is like, you also just sat here and was, you know, telling everyone how, like, you know, you wish everyone could just look at people and see the kindness and speak from love and see the yeah. love in people. And I'm like, if you can say that for everyone to do that, you have to do that with yourself first. You're sabot- I know, sometimes it's hardest with yourself, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I, I, I will tell you this. But I have to commend you for being so vulnerable and honest yeah. and to put it out well, on I the table. I thank all you guys for, for the feedback and the nice things you said. And Mara, I will tell you this. After owning my own personal training company for over a decade, it doesn't matter if you're skinny or if you're overweight. Every single one of my clients was unhappy with their body. Exactly. It would, they were at the skinny from the skinniest person. Yeah, she would mm-hmm. go ahead and grab the back of her her legs and say, "Look at all this fat!" And she was so skinny there was like no well, fat; it was skin. Also, when I lost a ton of weight like eight years ago, because I was just like, "That's it! I'm going to be perfect," you know. And I like went all aggro with the diet and the exercising. Um, I got to my goal weight, but I didn't feel it still didn't fix anything. Right. Like it was one less thing I had to worry about. Exactly. I felt a little bit more inside. comfortable with myself 
looking in the mirror, but it was still the headset, the mindset was still fucked up. Look, I used to look in things and sit there and go, my height, I should be a size six. I think I was born a size eight. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, When my father died, okay, which was a big traumatic thing in my life, I went down to that size six. Wow. I I did. Mm -hmm. I went from, I think I was a 12 to a six from in all a year. the emotional turmoil yeah because yeah, i don't deal with shit so well, yeah, I, yeah. I deal with it now i yeah. wasn't dealing with then um okay. so i finally got down to my goal of size six mm-hmm. i looked horrible i mean my face was hollow mm, i mean in, yeah. my bones i was so excited my bones were showing <laughs> i was so oh my god I, oh my you could see this and oh, i have those dimples back there oh my god you can oh my god i have hip bones but I was feeding into what I thought was what would have made me happy. And I, I look at pictures now of me then. I don't even look like me. Yeah. I, I don't. It just totally physically changed me. And I thought, okay, I'm going to gain some weight. And I, I'm an eight, and I will always be an eight. Mm-hmm. I'm a high eight and a low eight, but I'm still an eight. Mm-hmm. But I do that not because of to be an eight, I do it because I feel healthier at this weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I used to be a size 16 mm-hmm. a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So I've been, you know, a sick, and I keep those pair of pants, one size 16 <laughs> pair of pants in my closet to remind me how unhappy, because it was unhappy mm-hmm. and unhealthy mm-hmm. I was. Mm-hmm. And it will always key, right? be a reminder. I think like plus size people, you know, any it doesn't matter what gender or whatever like people who are overweight is it's only to me something i'm concerned with if it's unhealthy for them right. Right. if their heart is mm-hmm. working really hard to exist then you probably should lose some weight well there's the overweight right. and then there's like just being a little you know normal yeah and like me like like, uh, like me yeah. and then like, there's but anyway yeah. people shouldn't have to be judged or feel less than for right. what they look but that's like. our society right like if you look in the middle ages mm-hmm. like people were, mm-hmm. were yeah they were, yeah. They were that wealthy. was beauty yeah. right yeah. Like, the beauty was like yeah. you had to be plus sized yeah. basically yeah. right right so it's culture and i just yeah. think that i just again like if we didn't have to see if we were all blind i mean why why should we be blind to see your beauty but or no, to I think not see your flaws? It's less about that. I think No, I'm saying because we wouldn't be judging people right. by their appearance. Oh, okay. But we I think whether you're talking about transgendered or sexuality or weight or color, mm-hmm. it's it's up to everyone to really change the attitude. Exactly. That we're judging everyone by all because the time. Because we're also Always. judging ourselves the hardest. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. on that note, we've come to another ending. That's why you should all come to Equality Fashion Week because then you can see all of the different beauty that we have. I love it. Exactly. So um, I want to thank Nick. Nick, thank you so much for everything. Um, October 10th down at the Globe Theater. Sorry, October 13th at the uh, at the Globe Theater. Equality Fashion Week dot com for your tickets. Um, Here, I'll show you. Go to Between the Sheets Facebook page and give me some guesses. Two free tickets. Two free tickets. It um, starts at uh, 6.30 is, uh, when doors open. 6.30 when doors yeah. open. Um, we are party, we are sponsoring a media sponsor, and he's got a lot of 
they have a lot of things. I did shit. okay, but <laughs> <laughs> that's for they all, have that's a lot of stuff going on down there. Um, don't forget next. Our next show is October 18th. We will have Bree Darling and Cherie Curry from the Runaways right here premiering a few new singles mm, from their new album. So I want you to join us again the first and third. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, QTE Brett, and between the sheets podcast.com. Nick, where can they find you and your, your apparel? NickCasey.com, N I K K A C Y.com. Mara, Mara Shane on Facebook. Kim Sanchez, just doing the thing. <laughs> Wendy Nathan, you can find me at Goddess Camp International on Facebook. Delisha Niami, you can find me at whatthehealth.net. Roxanne Rosen, you can find me on Facebook. Thank you guys for joining us. Really, it was a little intense today. It was very, you know, our show, I love this because our shows go like this. Yes. And there's never two shows alike. We're unpredictable. We get deep. We get stupid sometimes. Um, we are funny always. <laughs> but um, please, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. It'll be up on YouTube in a couple of days. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. Peace out.